What's up everybody? Uh, we are going deep into goal setting for 2020 today and we're starting this series off with a bang. We're, ha we're taking a deep dive into the psychology around goal setting and why this is so important. So very, very important topic. We've got a lot to get through and uh, we're also going to answer some questions about your specific goals. All that and more coming up right after this. Rockin' and rollin', uh, welcome. If we haven't met, my name is Yanni Bormeister and uh, this is Unity Gym. We are the gym that teaches people how to become superhumans. Now, a lot of the amazing results we get for our tribe are due to the combination of strength and flexibility. And I always put a link in the description to this video where you can download our amazing UMS program blueprints. We give everything away for free because we're determined to do so to give better stuff away that other people charge for. I haven't put the link in the description just yet, I just realized, but I will. To my left is Phil White, our resident physiotherapist and all-round good-looking guy. How are you today, Phil? Very well, excited. This, um, Yeah, I really like this topic. I think uh, there's just so much time spent in the, the gym and also like in, as a physiotherapist, just seeing the way in which people approach rehab and myself having been a, an athlete for many years, like the human nature is get, really gets in the way of, um, I guess, all athletic pursuits. Yep. And yeah, I think this topic, especially today on ego is, is really key because it's, um, yeah, it can definitely uh, take you from the path of, of going the smart, rational way to get best performance long-term and, and send you down a rabbit hole of, um, you know, pain and injury because you, the ego gets in the way and maybe, uh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Injuries, I um, think, it, just so valuable today. Yeah, yeah, except that we may not talk about ego today, depending oh, yeah. on how long we get. Cool. I, I'm going to go deep into uh, okay. the story first. Yep. But if we don't do ego today, it's going to be tomorrow. I want to um, to give you guys a little bit of uh, a little bit more info today, which is Thursday in Australia. I, I, I assume maybe Wednesday evening in America. I'm not sure. Um, uh, we're going to do psychology. Tomorrow we're going to finish up psychology and then we're going to get into the other two areas that we were talking about, which is essentially the planning part and the execution part next week. Uh, but this, the, today and today, tomorrow's show, I, I believe personally, is the most important because it's a, it's a go, no-go situation. If you don't understand the way that your psychology can interfere with you achieving your goals, then you, you've got a very low uh, probability of ever achieving those goals. And, you know, honestly, I've been really surprised with how many people have reached out excited about this series um, and, and the comments that we're getting. And I sent an email yesterday out to the guys that subscribe to our email list our inner circle and um, and yeah I got a lot of re responses so um, yeah I'm, I'm super pumped because it's a, uh, a topic I really am fascinated by and uh, it's something that you know we've really hacked the system on this because a lot of people one of the things that a lot of people are saying in the comments and in, in the in the emails is I've been wanting to know how you guys get so much done for so long so cool let's dive in what do you reckon? Keen. Yep. I'm also keen to, like, <laughs> as a new business owner, I want to see how he does it. Yeah, that's right. These, uh, juicy nuggets of information and, you know, so, head that direction. <coughs> excuse me. Uh, you have to excuse me. Uh, I am going to cough from time to time and my, my, my voice sounds a little bit strange. I almost lost my voice teaching a class last night uh, because I'm still getting over a pretty hectic flu after flying back from Europe. So you just have to deal with it. And my amazing uh, moon tan that's going on. Richie is tweaking it and, and we've got him putting the, um, uh, what are we, uh, the Bahamas glow on. 
he did put the, he did put the um, the Mars tan on before, so we looked a bit red, but that's yeah. all right. Donald, Donald Trump impersonators over here. Th so, that's exactly yeah. right. Yeah, <laughs> so he can tweak that, and he's doing well with it too. Uh, we are going to play fun. with a few different cameras because I may get up and uh, and scribble some stuff on the whiteboard at some point through this series. So getting, getting high tech in 2020. We here are getting <laughs> high tech. That's exactly right. So guys, first and foremost, welcome to everyone watching the stream on uh, live. Uh, I do really want you guys to smash up the like button if you like this show, more so than ever before because if you like this topic, because as I said, we're gonna we plan to stretch this out over next week as well, but if we're not getting likes or interaction, then we're probably not. We're, we're just gonna um, yeah. uh, change the topic because we don't want, I don't wanna go deep into something that people aren't interested. We we'll, wanna we'll give value. we just put Richie in front of a camera for, Flexing yeah, for 45 minutes, off. doing as many burps as he can in 45 Mate, minutes. how so. good would that be? Yeah, yeah. Just live stream. My, by, by the way, <laughs> by the way, on, on, on the note of burpees, on the topic of burpees, whoever left 20 kilos of dumbbells on my gym floor this morning from my tribe here, you owe me 20 burpees. And I'm going to find out who it was. We're very passionate about putting our shit away here at Unity Gym afterwards. We're not children. We're all adults. Uh, no one's going to clean up after you. So whoever it was that left the two 10 kilo dumbbells out on the floor that I stubbed my toe on, I'm coming for you. Uh, okay, back to topic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, a, I'm on a butt kicking mood. I'm in a butt kicking mood this morning. Yes. Uh, Phil knows why. Richie <laughs> knows why. Uh, so watch out. We're going to channel that energy into positivity. That's positive right. That's right. All right. That's exactly right. Okay. So the first thing that we need to understand, and this is a really cool topic. Um, if you dive into quantum physics and all sorts of things like that, then 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 you'll start to sort of learn a bit about this. The human brain is very much like a computer, and we've got um, some of the most powerful computers. That one of the most powerful computers that was switched on in 2018 uh, is a quantum computer. Oh, it's not a quantum computer. They haven't got quite there yet, but it's solving um, problems much faster than anything else. I wish I could remember the name of the computer, but I can't. I wrote about it a little bit. Uh, in my notes and in my blog for today. Um, anyway, what I want you guys to understand is, and I, br I briefly mentioned this yesterday, our brains are very much like the computers that we use every day, meaning that they have software. Software is installed rapidly with our brains as we learn new things. Phil um, had a truckload of new software installed over the break while I was away as he was really learning some of the new calisthenics moves for the very first time. And you'll often find this, like you have a uh, software program for walking, you have a software program for managing all everything in your life that you don't think of. And as that program becomes more and more um, updated, uh, things become more and more autonomous to you. You don't have to think about it. Think about the logic of learning to drive a car for the very first time. Some of you who are watching may be able to relate to how scary and overwhelming that is in the first few t instances when you get behind the wheel of a car. Probably more so for my mum in the car than, than for me. I was having a great time. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, if you've ever taught anyone how to, uh, how to learn how to drive. But think about how autonomous that becomes after doing it for 10 or 15 years, you know? You can, you can like, I know it's very dangerous, but you can multitask whilst driving an, a, a, a car. You know, you, you, we have problems now with people sending text messages and doing all sorts of things, you know? But even from little benign tasks like, you know, choosing music or I listen I, to audio books in think, the car. I think the best example of it that kind of sums it up is like, you sometimes you get to a place and you're like, how did I get here? Yeah, I don't remember the driving experience at all. Th that's right, which is that. dangerous as fuck. But it's it's it becomes autonomous. Okay, so going from not 
having a clue how to do this thing. And back in the day when I learned how to drive, uh, you had to actually shift gears still, you know, and do the work the clutch and do all sorts of different things. Nowadays, that's almost obsolete. But, um, you know, these things become autonomous. The same thing's happening for everything that you learn in your brain. Even the UMS um, uh, progressions program, we have some pretty hectically advanced sort of movements like hand balancing and things like that. These things feel impossible when you're first learning them and after you master them and that program is really solidified, that software is firmly installed in your operating system, a handstand is, a, is something that comes really easily and naturally. Um, what I want you to um, really understand before we move forward is that you have programs, software for everything including the way we determine things and the way we think about things. Therefore, your thought process, which is often now happening autonomously, is a program that you've created over the span of your life based on the things that you've experienced, you know. And a lot of the time, we call that your story, the accumulation of the, um, the software that's been installed into your brain that processes your thought is your story. Just and a quick, like, a personal example for this is um, I was always a very sporty person in school, used to, like, do very well in the cross country. I was, like, sports captain, quite good at sports. And then every time the swimming carnival would come around, I would have a terrible time, I would come last, and I had this story in my brain that like I was just, you know, I just wasn't a swimmer, I was a sinker, I was just one of those people that, you know, it just wasn't me, I didn't identify with swimming, I didn't, I, I just thought it was horrible, and that made me, like, any time it came up, I kind of just, you know, like, avoid it all. I love being in the water, hated swimming laps. Um, and I'd get to the point where you start to smell the chlorine as you get into the pool and that would get kind of like anxiety <laughs> within me and I'd have yeah. to be worried about like, oh, I'm not, you know, like, I just really didn't like it. And then um, I guess three years ago, I changed, I, I started doing a learn to swim program with my mum and it, it changed my story around swimming. I started to realize that no, it wasn't a technique. I embraced being a learner. I embraced sucking at something and I changed my story from I, you know, this isn't me to this is like, uh, you know, a process that I, and I can do you this just like it. every other human. I'm like, okay, yep. that person with one leg is beating, oh, beating me in races. Like a lady literally beat, like, beat my mum in a race with no arms. Incredible. <laughs> but, you know, you can, like, there's nothing that can stop you from there. So if you embrace, you know, this new identity of I'm a learner, I'm going to embrace the process. And then now I love swimming and I, you know, swim like three kilometer ocean swimming races and have a good time. So I think it's just, an, that's just an, a kind of a personal example because this can all sound very like out there and wild and voodoo, but like, yeah just an example of how I changed my story around something and yeah, really yeah. changed. And that's a really good example. And something that you said there, you know, about the concept of um, changing your story, you just like your smartphone, your tablets, and you, you know, not your like medicine tablets that you swallow, your, your smart devices, your, your iPads and things like that, and your laptop, you have to update the software in your brain if it's not serving you. And the first step to this is identifying whether the story might be inhibiting or restricting your pro progress in life and uh, to where you want to get. Because nine times out of 10, and I say this a lot to our uh, members, 
if you want to change your physical appearance, physical appearance and, and working in a gym is very superficial. And, and I think this is maybe something easy uh, for us to use as an example. You know, if you're uh, not as lean as you want to be or not as strong as you want to be or not as physically capable as you want to be, nine times out of 10, you need to change the way you think because the person that you envisage that you want to be or you might be wanting to emulate or model, which is a great idea, get mentors, get people that you aspire to be like, but you got to start thinking like that person before you even start training like that person because you, you, the, the training is such a small component of getting you to be like that person. The thinking and the thought process is the big part. That's the part that's going to enable you to avoid dropping off the wagon, avoid telling yourself some bullshit excuse that's going to prevent you from getting out of bed in the morning um, that will stop you coming to the gym, avoid you eating the shit that you know you shouldn't be eating because it's not going to furnish your training and support your um, your um, body composition goals and things like that, you know. So the, the thinking comes first and this is why I want to uh, uh, attack this today. So step number one is to just come to terms with and p at peace with the fact that this is happening, whether you like it or not. You're, you've got a story that has been created by your history, that's influenced by everything from your parents, your school, your religion and religious beliefs, your friends and your friendship circle. Uh, what you've been told by health professionals. I just had a- Yeah, a, the media I, is a big one. No, but health professionals as well. Like I just had a, a client come in then who has been a like a massage client for a long time and I've always been sort of suggesting that maybe instead of doing massage that we do stuff in the, on the gym floor because I think it has a big um, benefit. And she's like, oh, I've had this hip pain for a long time. And she's like, oh, but you know, my chiropractor told me I have a leg length difference and so, and so her story was that it was something that she couldn't change. It was like this, you know, it was something about, it was this injury identity we mentioned yesterday and that the leg length problem is what's causing um, her hip pain when really, uh, you know, she hasn't tried doing strength training. She hasn't challenged that story. It's always just been a barrier for her to, um, you know, change her circumstance. But when I sort of explained that, you know, maybe that wasn't such a relevant thing and that if you, um, you know, changed all the active structures around it and, and gave things like gave it a go. I challenged her story and she agreed to like switching out half of the massage for um, the gym floor and we identified that there was a lot that could be improved there and then you know so it's sort of just kind of trying to rewrite and slightly guide that story but what, what you hear from your friends, your family, um, even like subconscious stuff that happens through your life but especially from health professionals and, and trainers who say like oh you know something from a professional maybe will become a bit more ingrained than others so yep. um, yeah I think it's really important to think about where your information's coming from and um, yeah absolutely and absolutely and that's a huge one because the influence you know you can choose and, and we're going to go deeper into this in the reprogramming that I'm going to talk about today but um, you can choose who you allow to influence you and things like um, social media and the, and the media in general is a very powerful influence in, in everyone's life. Um, and, you know, it's so easy to be led astray and, to, and, and, and as a result you form these dogmas and these beliefs that um, can seriously stifle your ability to achieve what you want to achieve in your life. You know, that, that what Phil's just talked about there is a really great example. Nine times out of ten when I meet someone who's really overweight, I'm always blown away by the stories that they tell themselves and everyone else around them for the reasons that they can't lose weight or the reasons that they're out of shape or that they're unhealthy. And here's the thing, 
you don't understand how powerful words are. Words are more powerful than thoughts. If you think something over and over again, that is going to affect your future thought processes. But if you actually say those thoughts out loud over and over and over again, it becomes more and more powerful and more and more effective. So you can use that to your hindrance or your, um, uh, what's the word I'm thinking? A benefit, yeah, benefit, you know. If you're constantly saying to yourself, I'm injured and I've got a leg length discrepancy that's causing my back pain or my hip pain, verbally saying that to, to your environment, it becomes, man, you self-manifest that yeah. reality. Humans you know? have always been storytellers and it's one of the, you know, it's what's passed on information for many, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of years before we had, you know, writing and whatever, like storytelling yep. is such a powerful part of the, the human experience and the way we communicate knowledge. So it, it, if you are telling your, your story and you, you know, uh, I guess, it, yeah, it becomes very... It becomes real, you ingrained. manifest it. You are gonna manifest these things. So on the flip side, you can reprogram your thoughts by telling yourself a different story. And we're gonna go through the tools that I've used over my life. And trust me guys, when I say this, I'm not saying this because I've uh, just read it in a book or just studied it. I've put this shit to the test. A decade ago, a decade and a half to two decades ago, I was the most pessimistic, um, negative person on the face of the earth because I suffered chronic and debilitating depression. You know, I, I would like wake up in the morning and just want to kill myself. Like literally, I'm telling you this seriously, you know. And in 2001, I ended up in hospital after a suicide attempt. Um, and you know, so for me to turn around now, um, two decades later, almost two decades later, I'm not 41 yet, um, and to be one of the most positive people in my um, circle, of, um, circle of friends and to see everything as a glass half full and to take a seriously empowering stance when I look at everything, there's proof that this shit works, you know? And everything that I've succeeded in my life is attributed to this, you know? It's not a fluke that we have Unity Gym and it's not a fluke that we have these amazing tribes online of people who, you know, believe what we do and believe in what we do and stuff like that. It, th these things have happened because we've manifested them, you know? And whether you are, you know, challenged by that, which is what we're gonna talk about in a sec, uh, when we go down the ego path, or not, or you believe this stuff, you know, that's the first step to making changes, changing the way you perceive and, 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 and look at all of this stuff and start to understand that this shit's happening to you, whether you like it or not, it's happening to the people around you. And, um, and it can be a force of good and it can be a force of, you know, of a barrier yeah. to what you want to get done. That's, so. that's exactly right. That's yeah. exactly right. So, so before we move on, maybe we'll just uh, check in with you the comments that's coming through, yep. I think. Good idea. Um, yeah, we're getting a, a good little uh, history lesson from Blake over here, love it. Um, yeah, so I, I want to read this out from Blakely. Blakely, yeah, sure. how you going, brother? It's great to have you. Blakely is one of our admin um, admins on our um, uh, UMS Movement Mastermind and uh, the UMS Online Coaching Tribe. So it's really cool to have him online. He's saying here, computer is just the metaphor. As history goes on, we tend to explain the brain by comparing it to whatever the most complex thing we have around is. It's very, very true. We used to think that the brain has pneumatic pumps. As a parent, um, this hits home. This uh, oh, that's Bioxid saying, yeah. trying to teach my son the practice of practice and getting over the it's too hard mentality. Absolutely. Man, one of the biggest lessons um, that I've got from parenting 
is, you know, just like seeing how all this plays out and knowing how much what I say on a daily basis and how I behave is impacting and imprinting on my kids, my two sons' brains. It's, I'm so grateful to have gone on this journey before becoming a parent. And um, I can, I guess, attribute that to having kids in my late or mid to late 30s as opposed to in my 20s. You know, um, I'm very aware of the power of thought, word, and how that manifests throughout my family and at home. So yeah, it's very, very good awareness, brother. Um, Blakely again, then vacuum tubes were invented as <laughs> bang, and then we thought if the brain as a series of vacuum tubes, neat but of history like to share. Yeah, absolutely, man. We've come a long way in understanding this. Um, yeah, I'm gonna, a good example of like the brain's really complex. What's the most complex thing we could think yeah, of? Yeah, I really want to find, I really want to find uh, the, the spinnaker, it's called. Um, S-P-I-N-N-A-K-E-R, supercomputer. Look that shit up, uh, Blakely, if this stuff interests you. Uh, that is literally the first computer that's able to even come close to the amount of computation that we do in our brain. There are a lot of theories about the amount of bits of information that our brain pr is processing on a constant basis, and they vary dramatically, but it's a lot. Our brain is constantly, constantly computing information from the bits of information, the, the, the trillions of bits of information from our sight, to our smell, to our hearing, to everything. And the reality is that if we were to try to be aware of everything, we would just go into meltdown. So the autonomous systems and, and uh, programming is super important. Like we rely on it to, 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 to get through our day. So I'm not knocking in any way, shape or form the fact that we run on autonomous systems, but what all I'm trying to get through to you guys and anyone who's interested in, uh, on going on this path of uh, um, embettering themselves or achieving things they haven't been able to achieve in the past is that you often have to ha sort of say, hang on a minute, what is happening on an autonomous level that might be making decisions for me that is uh, preventing me from achieving what I want to achieve? Uh, because yeah. that's so important. Absolutely. Uh, just on Bioseed's point, we were just talking about, uh, I guess, as a parent and, and how this kind of impacts and the, the idea of in, in embracing the practice. Like, oh man, as a, as a kid, I just like, I, I mean, I... I kind of went okay through school, but every time I had homework or every time I, I'd get that feeling of tension and then I'd be repulsed by like, you know, how hard it was. And it wasn't until I really, I got into university, I kind of, you know, didn't enjoy the, the study process until I did massage. And then I had a practical application to apply the knowledge I was learning. And then suddenly like learning clicked for me. But before then I'd always been a bit like, I'd get this tension of, oh, it's hard. And then I'd give myself excuses of there's, you know, no, like this doesn't apply to my life, why do I bother? And then, you know, I'd just kind of cruise through and not ever do very well at school, but it wasn't until, yeah, I had that um, change of mind where it's like, okay, here's I see like a practical application for my knowledge and then I like found passion for learning. And I think the current school system of just, you know, um, I guess like what, I, I, there's a really great Seth Godin uh, talk, who's a, um, if you don't know about Seth Godin, maybe go check him out. Um, uh, why do we... Seth um, Godin's a beast. Yeah, what is school for is a talk that he does, and I think I'd really encourage you, um, <coughs> like I said, to go check that one out. Anyone else who's interested in it, it's just such an interesting um, look at what we're, the way we're teaching kids and um, the way that we, our brains develop through the schooling system. 
Um, and yeah, I, I won't know if you get very excited about this, but we'll try and stick to topics. So uh, yep. yeah, check that one out. Absolutely. Uh, and we've got a couple of other people. Um, uh, uh, Jarakiki, Jarakichi. <laughs> Jared yeah, Kitchy, I hope true. I've got that right. Hello from New Zealand. Great topic. Thank you very much. And uh, they've also said at primary no, school year five, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. we had to do test um, uh, for pull-ups for boys and static hold for girls. I couldn't do one pull-up or static hold. So for 30 years, I held the belief I'm weak. I'm not strong enough. I had a very similar thing. Um, uh, I didn't. I had a problem with studying, like literally studying, sitting down and reading books. And until the age of 30, I hadn't read a book in my entire life, uh, and 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 it really let me down in, in in topics like English and history in high school. Uh, I was very good at the practical things. I, I aced um, industrial technology. I did very good in visual design. Uh, I did very good in the arts, but I really struggled to read books. I just and I created this belief that I was ju I just like had ADD or something and or dyslexia, and um, uh, you know I'd read a page and forget everything that. I just read, you know, and so therefore I just created this belief that I couldn't read. I couldn't read books. I couldn't um, take in information. Now, um, fast forward 20 years, and I read about a book a week on average. So, um, and and that, and I read my first book from cover to cover at age 30, just to give you an, an idea. And and most of my knowledge has come from reading books, and then. You know, I've I've been able to um, connect with people through all of that, and uh, and then and then sort of built a circle of influence around other people who are really knowledgeable too, which has really um, benefited me over the last decade. You know, so there's another example of how much one can change their story and completely transform and revolutionise who they are. You know, mm. uh, and 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 to give you one more physical example on this before we move on. I fell off a horse when I was about eight years old and uh, caused quite severe damage to three vertebrae in my back. And for my entire youth from that point on, until the age of about 21, I had an injury identity of someone who had broken their back and therefore I couldn't do half the stuff that we do in the gym now without causing myself severe pain. And the pain was real. You know, there was many days when I was um, laid out on the floor because even the couch, uh, the angle of the couch was too painful for me to lay down on. And, you know, I, we, my parents spent a lot of money on um, physical therapy, that's physio, chiro, and even psychology, you know, because I started to abuse painkillers and all sorts of stuff like that in my teens and late 20s, which I think contributed to the severe depression that I was suffering and the pain would have done that too. And now fast forward, I'm deadlifting over 200 kilos and I don't even think about the fact that I had a compromised spine when I was a kid, you know. So um, I really can't stress how powerful this is, guys, if, you, if you're ready to embrace it, you know. So let's jump into some practical um, applications for this now. How are we going for time? We've got about roughly six minutes, uh, five minutes before we need to wrap up. Um, and make sure on this specific topic, guys, if you're watching and tuning in, get, your, get any questions in that you'd like us to dive into. Uh, and also, any, you know, if you believe this stuff, if you, if you, if you are you know, um, willing to sort of accept that this concept of a story which forms and affects the way you think uh, is something that you're uh, you're willing to embrace, you know. I'm also interested in people who challenge this idea and yeah. like to, you know, have a different way of looking at it. So yeah, absolutely, good. I would be too. Yeah. Okay, so 
that what I had to do in order to kickstart my change and my transformation, going from someone who didn't read books, going from someone who had a compromised body, who felt like they couldn't do certain things. Let's just change that to compromised mind. Compromised mind, yeah, absolutely, perfect. What I had to do was that I worked with a mentor who led me down this path, and the very first step was, once I felt ready to do this, he got me to do an exercise that I did over about a three-day period uh, where I wrote down my story. I wrote down why we identified areas of my life that I, I felt could use improvement. Finance was a big one for me. I was broke. I was always broke. I had problems with money and, 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 and wealth. And the blueprint that I'd formed over years from all sorts of things uh, was broken and needed to be changed. My health was a problem. I had a, I had a compromised back and every time I tried to squat or deadlift, I hurt my back and therefore I never trained legs and I had a really dysmorphic body because all I did was upper body uh, and I boxed. Um, my posture was really bad and my shoulders were really bad and then I decided I wanted to get into break dancing and every time I tried to do anything that went onto my hands like a backflip or something like that I would hurt my shoulders and I ended up doing a lot of damage to one of my shoulders in 2006 when I was 26 years old. Uh, so my health and my finance were major, major problems. Then on top of that, I had drug and alcohol addictions that weren't serving me. And I felt like that was, my story was that that's how I dealt with my back pain and, uh, and um, things like that, you know. So how did I go about this? I was challenged to write down my story and identify the things that would have influenced those areas of my life that I felt were broken, that weren't um, serving me well. For my uh, financial side, my father and mother were very, very bad at managing money and they had basically passed on their, you know, my, da my dad's um, idea of, um, of getting, a, um, um, you know, starting a business or getting a car was to just go out and borrow money, borrow, borrow as money, much money as you could possibly get your hands on uh, because that was easy money to get, you know, and as a result, by my mid-20s, I was in a copious amount of debt with about five or six credit cards that were maxed out. And um, my mum wasn't much better at managing money. So that blueprint had been passed on to me by my parents. So I wrote that in my story, you know. Um, my upbringing had led me to believe, based on my boxing coach, who'd had a lot of influence on me over about a 16-year period, that po my posture um, uh, suited boxing, you know, and, and, and you needed your shoulders slouched forward for boxing because it was good for protecting your chin and it was good for um, adding reach to your punches. Uh, and that's what he'd been taught from his, um, his coaches. And, and so that all of this stuff went down in my story. And I ended up with like a five to 10 page document that was literally like uh, writing the script of my life, but mostly focusing around the areas of my life that I wanted to improve. Um, and that was the very first step. And that's what I challenge every one of you guys to do if this is an, uh, um, uh, an area that you think that you could use improvement on. Because the first step, as we spoke about yesterday, uh, in changing something, in setting a goal to change something, is you need a starting point because your goals and your program and your plan are going to become a roadmap. But if you um, look at Google Maps and you're trying to get to a destination, the first thing you need to do is identify your starting point, where you're starting from. And that requires you to really identify what are the things that could have influenced my 
financial state of mind. My state of mind around relationships, if you're having trouble with relationships and you keep falling in and out of relationships and you can't make it last long, what's caught, what, what may have influenced you? Did you have parents that argued a lot at home? I don't know what your story is, but trust me, there are things there that are influencing everything about your life. Have you got anything to add? Yeah, I just think it's, um, like it, this might seem kind of pretty far removed from what a, a, a gym would usually be talking about and a physio, but um, yeah, in terms of like giving a bit of a background on the way that, that physio research is going, uh, it's, the, it's really changed from a, a biomechanical model of like, what's the structure, you know, get an MRI scan everything and pinpoint some little thing and, you know, then either zap it with TENS machines or, or do really specific exercise. And it's come much more to the, um, a biopsychosocial model. So the psychosocial side of things is exactly all of this stuff. It's what are the, the social factors of your life? So your relationships, um, you know, your family, how much support you have at home, uh, and then what are your, your work commitments and how does that impact, you know, your sleep and how does that impact, um, you know, your happiness throughout the day and, and your time for exercise and the um, yeah, so the psychosocial, so the psycho factors is exactly all this psychological stuff. Your relationship to exercise, your relationship to, um, you know, what what do you enjoy? Because it's all well and good to give someone some, uh, you know, weight training exercises, but if they can't stand doing any exercise indoors, and you've got to find ways around that. So I think it's really key to um, understand this and respect this because it's it really plays into pain psychology. And again, I'd love to spend a couple of hours talking about pain psychology. Um, pain I reckon science at one point. I reckon we and do probably, it off the back yeah, of this series. I think, it's, I think it's, it'll slot it's right really in key. really well. Yeah. Um, but it, yeah, so all of these factors. Now, when you go like when I do a physio appointment, it's generally 45 minutes of talking about you know some of what the the, the like what happened during the injury, but all of these factors play a huge role in it because, um, yeah, your state of mind, um, the things that make you happy have a huge impact on how your body's feeling. And and if and the big thing that we're trying to do as physios now is trying to get um, set up a plan for a, a lifetime of, of managing a healthy body, not just this one little acute thing, but you know how do you stop it getting coming back, and how do you um, continue the activities that make you happy and, and build up this sort of psychosocial side of your life. So, um, just yeah, to if, jump out of off topic, how good is it to hear a physio talk who's actually trying to prepare people to not have to go and see a physio? Yeah, that's a goal. <laughs> <laughs> I've just now I've I've dealt with so many physios in my life, and no offence to any physios watching, because I know we do have an audience of um, of physical therapists and physios. But in my opinion, in my experience. I've worked with a lot of physios who seem to just want to get you back and back well, and that's the thing. back. I, I, and I, I work with a lot with my before spine. Before starting to work here, I went and did some job interviews and, um, you know, all bright-eyed and bushy-tail, and then they're talking about the KPIs, about, you know, seeing every patient at least eight times, and, and it just really didn't sit right with me because, you know, ideally, like, you know, people self-manage, and I think, yeah, like, I won't go into details because we're running out of time, but I think it's so key mm. to be building up this stuff. And the, the more you know your story and the more you can be fairly objective about um, what's influencing you in these different ways, then um, I guess the, you know, the more you can identify those barriers, the facilitators to, you know, life, uh, a lifestyle and, and to um, uh, all those healthy behaviours that will, you know, set you up for life. Yeah. So, Brilliant. yeah, I think it's a, like get, get stuck into this, like spend the time, write out your story, you know, just go through the process of, of getting these things down. Good to have had Rad on the uh, on the cast here. How's the butt going, mate? Um, <laughs> yeah. Now, so uh, I want to just quickly let you guys know. So this is step one, guys. 
identify your story, identify my, what, what influences you've had over your lifetime that have got you to where you are right now because I'm sure there's a whole heap of them. And for some of you who are struggling a little bit maybe, uh, it's gonna be big. I am a big believer of writing it down because here's the thing, we're gonna rewrite your story over the, over the coming week and we need a starting point and we need to know what we're dealing with, okay? So I'd love to see in the comments section just a yes or a um, uh, doing it, uh, some, some acknowledgement that you guys are actually gonna get off your asses and take some action and do this step because it's insanely powerful and it's the best thing to do at the start of the year to sort of reflect on not just the past year, Go deeper than that. Once you've done this once, the reflection will only be the past year. It won't be as big and elaborate. But the first time you do it, I want you to do a, a reflection of everything that could be uh, uh, affecting you and affecting the, the things that you want to change in your life. Now, tomorrow, we're going to go deep into what might be troubling you and what might be preventing you from even getting to that point, even getting to the acknowledgement point. Um, and it's, a, it's, a, it's gonna be really fun tomorrow because I'm gonna challenge a lot of you and I'm gonna challenge a lot of your beliefs and uh, we're gonna talk about ego being your worst enemy. And then we're also going to talk about um, the, 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 the concept of cognitive fusion and cognitive effusion, which is your ability to once and for all um, disassociate from the, the shit that comes up, emotions, uh, feelings, sensation, sensations and urges that are really powerful and really able to sabotage your success. So that's going to be an epic episode that we're going to wrap up this week and that's going to lay the platform from your story to the, the things that can really fuck it up. Uh, pardon my language, and then we're going to dive into the implementation side of things, the yeah. execution and um, the planning side just next some, week. You know, might be this might be a bit of incentive to write down your story. I listened to a um, uh, the podcast where it's um, Tim Ferriss and he was interviewing uh, Penn from Penn and Teller the other day. Yep. And Penn has for the last ten years he hasn't uh, he's barely missed a day where he just does a little diary entry every day. Yep. And then now part of his practice is he writes his, he writes his diary entry and then he'll read. Um, from one year ago, five years ago, and ten years ago, and he, you know, every day he just reads that little excerpt, and and, and he's just was talking about how he can really see the parts of his stories that that has changed, and the and the ways in which he maybe he hasn't changed. It just seemed like a really interesting process, and you know, every day is a large commitment. But even if you did this at the beginning of every year, and then yeah. each year you visited one year ago, you know, and then over time it just becomes more valuable because you can see, oh, have I actually made any ground in you know the way I yep. deal with money? Have I made any, any ground in the way that I you know yep. do the food? So it could just be a you know, a practice that someone, would be, like, I got really interested in the idea of doing this because I yeah. think it just, Man, it's a you, super getting, cool. a, getting and, an insight into your own and brain. And yeah. he's, Phil's just dived ahead a week and given you one of our um, uh, execution Oops. strategies, which is um, diarizing every day and keeping a gratitude diary is the key focus of that, but it, it, it grows and grows. Now, I've been doing that for a decade now and I've been doing this reflection exercise for a decade now. And so I have a shitload of collateral that I can fall back on and look at. And it's incredible the language change over the last 10 years and just how I talk about everything. Um, it, it's really, really powerful. Oh, we'll, so We'll leave it off now. We'll let Richie get out of here and um, um, teach his class. class. Yeah, yeah <laughs> absolutely. And uh, yeah, guys, I want to know, are you going to do this? Are you going to man up or woman up and uh, a front up um, um, and... and uh, Take an empowering stance on your life and uh, take control of things and start by reflecting on what has got you to where you are right now. Or, we'll see you tomorrow. Or non-binary up 2020. Non-binary up. <laughs> right, see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow, guys. <laughs>
Take care. Health is about performance, not just body image. You better be willing to accept what you're going to have to do to get there. We'll start focusing on movement goals, strength goals, flexibility goals. When you nail that skill, it's there forever. The body image goal doesn't get you that far. It's the consistency and frequency that's going to get you there. It's not the intensity. There's no shortcuts to mastery and movement. Destination doesn't change overnight, but your direction will. The gym is not the place to beat up the body that you hate. It's the place to build the body that you love. We are the gym that teaches people how to move instead of just exercise because we believe that health is about performance, not just body image.